Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, fishy dishes, a mortar and pestle that looks like Johnny Ives designed it, and a transparent tablet. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KickCast. And as always, joining me from frigid Ogden in Utah is Drew. How are you doing tonight, Drew? What? Oh, are we are we on? Because I'm totally eating dinner. <laughs> yes, I'm good. Life is good. What's up, Katie? I am doing great. I hope you are doing great. Um, all our live listeners may notice that we're not recording on a Tuesday because that's Christmas Eve, and people Who do, do that to you. People do Christmas Eve things on Christmas Eve. So, <laughs> um, if you guys have never seen the show before, what we do is we go out, find some really really cool crowdfunding projects, and come back and let you guys know if you should backtrack or sack them. And we got some awesome ones coming on to you tonight um right before the hard work yep before we go into that uh, normally we'd cover news but it's the holidays and no one decides to have any news other than kickstarter having a new search engine but yeah that's cool and whatnot but yeah now you can cover it yeah you can search (laughs) for cool things so drew and i decided to count down our top six favorite projects of 2013 because this is actually our last show before the new year's yeah wow man and it's been a good long good long short year wow Yep. So, uh, Drew, why don't you kick it off by counting down your six top projects? Okay. okay. In no particular order. These are six that I either backed or thought heavily about backing or just really enjoyed the idea of. So I'll start them off. Number one is Keys, which won't ship till next year, but I backed that as an idea of, of how to manage your, your keys. And, it's, and you may have seen several of these, but it's a keychain that you have two flat pieces that come together with bolts on either end, and your keys can, like, they slide into the center, and they're, they're pretty much hidden. So they ride in a small, skinny space. I have tons of keys because, you know, school, classes, offices, and they're just just jumble. So this, I'm really excited about this idea. Nice, sleek keys. So that's one of them. Another one that I backed was for um, uh, an independent, a couple of independent uh, theaters here in Salt Lake City. The uh, Salt Lake Film Society um, had a Kickstarter, and I think the reason why I loved it as a, as a project was because it seemed to have no traction at the beginning and they got down to the last five to ten days and I just had a watch on it and I was kind of observing. What they wanted to do, by the way, was take their their um, projectors and make them digital because we're talking about theaters that show the kind of avant-garde or the newer independent stuff and they wanted to keep up with everything so they wanted to convert all their theaters to digital. They need a lot of money but they decided to ask for like 50 or 75 grand somewhere in there on Kickstarter. What really I love about this project was that they didn't have a whole lot of traction up front. Somehow, some way, I believe about 10 days to the end, somebody kicked in like a large chunk, which put them within the, the range of, wow, we could almost do it now. And they put in one of the most intense, like daily, if not twice a day, updates to keep people going, keep reminding people to share it and build it. And they funded and they did it just, you know, they made it. And it was one of those like long shot that'll never happen. And then in the last second, Hail Mary, they did it. So love that one. Okay, going faster now. Rachel and the Tree Schoolers, one of my favorite projects. That one was, um, my kids have loved it. Just, I've, I've loved everything that Rachel has done. Um, she's, you know, this is the one that they went to the, to the networks and they said, no, this is too educational for, for kids. And it's educational. It's great. They're great uh, episodes that we've watched. And uh, my two-year-old and four-year-old asked to watch Rachel and the Tree Schoolers all the time. So that was a great one. Um, Space Monkey. Early, early in the year, way, way back, stored um, 
cloud storage kind of data storage, much like a Dropbox, but the difference being you're not putting it into one data center place, but you have a device and all the other hundreds of people that have devices, your encrypted data gets shared on all of those devices and it kind of bit torrents back to, um, you know, to one. So I can store a terabyte of data and it's so much faster to access than Dropbox because it's not just a, you know, one-to-one -one for downloading or uploading. Everything is coming from all these different places. So I've enjoyed that. I've had that one. Alpha tested it and beta tested it now. And so we're somewhere, um, I believe they're just about ready to make it available to everybody in the world. Oh, Every, I think they are. Everybody actually. has it except for yeah. me because I decided to pick the two gig model. It's on a boat. But it is open for anybody that, that wasn't a Kickstarter, wasn't in on that. It is available. And that is one that's, if you use Dropbox or if you use Box or, or something like that, and you're looking for the larger type of video or photo storage, this has been working for me. So I love Space Monkey. Uh, Life on Bitcoin, great documentary. Can't wait to see it. But I've really, uh, that was a, it was a fun project to see that go as well as it did. And it had, I think my favorite part about that was it just had a great um, community behind it. Like they, they just, traction, they just kept it going and it built so fast. And they've done great at kind of updating and keeping the story going. So I love that one. Um, boy, some hard ones to choose, but I'm going to go with Blue Fit for my sixth. Number six. Blue Fit, the water bottle that was, um, they didn't fund, unfortunately, but it was an Indiegogo one that the water bottle, um, not only did it have LED lights, which was probably my favorite part of it, but uh, do you remember what, what else did it have? It was able to uh, It could keep track, keep keep track, track of, of how much water you drank yeah. and fully open API, and we were actually going to have a contest to see who could drink their daily allotted amount of water first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, uh, one that I absolutely loved, I just, it never happened, but it would have been would have really helped me consume more water and it was cool tech so there you have it my six all right so i'll jump into my six straight off i'll actually count it down from six so the sixth one was life on bitcoin i am excited to see that documentary happen especially since bitcoin reached a thousand and dived down to five hundred dollars so it's so crazy um, it dropped again it went up and down yeah china said no you can't exchange it for yawn and then it went down to five hundred dollars it's crazy i love i love it the whole i watched it go up wow yeah the whole idea of that. Um, the next one is uh, Zen of Wonder right here, and it's a second Kickstarter. I was surprised that Drew had not backed it before I did uh, on there. I just hadn't decided on my level. <laughs> <laughs> on there, but I got my copy right here and along with other things, and the sequel will be coming on its way fairly soon. Um, number four, Ten State. Tom Merritt, Lynn Peralta, amazing comic, and I can't wait until they make more. I like. I would wait for their update so I could watch tons of it and it's a great idea it's what happens to these people who happen to be on in a dome for a survivor type show when everything outside the dome just goes south uh, i love the idea the art is amazing number three has not shipped yet because they extended their project um since indiegogo asked them so they still got 22 days left thing charger that is the uh, wall plug thing that had the adapters on top two usbs on bottom plus left your three hole prongs open and love you could that. stack a whole bunch of those I can't wait until I get mine. That one is actually still saved right there. Um, they actually got. They asked. They asked him to extend. Yeah, they asked him to extend for another month, so they <sighs> won't be done until uh, January on there. Um, I'm excited for those. Yep. Number two, Mr. Jason Howell's uh, um, Yellow Gold album. Amazing album. I'll actually play a little bit in the background so you can hear it. Maybe. Yeah, love this one. If I turn up the right one, this one right here. Um, amazing soundtrack. I tend to play it all the time on there. So I'm so glad that Jason got this funded, and I can't wait until he makes more. Um, 
So, quality is amazing on it. Like it just sounds wonderful. Yeah, I, I love it. it. It's way good. And like, if you ever find out the story on where this picture came from, his daughter actually took it and he on his phone, and he decided to use it as his album cover. So, awesome, awesome background. And finally, my favorite project of the year. You might notice something a little bit different in the studio in the background is the eight bit lamp right behind me, right here. And if I just tap it, it turns on and makes an awesome sound and if you're lucky it will give you one up at the same time love that thing and i've been How playing I with it that? <laughs> i hit it right i hit it right next to the beta loft sign yeah yeah that's awesome that looks great dude yeah and it is well made like the i thought the aluminum stand would just be a little flimsy and stuff it's it's a solid stand these guys put a lot of thought into it and they kept you ba- um updated um nice. while the whole time the guy was in china they would update constantly, and then they even showed us unpacking and loading their warehouse ready to ship it out. So amazing cool. 8-bit lamps, and those are our top six projects of 2013. I can't wait for 2014 and see what else we can get. Yay! All right, Drew. Um, for our first project tonight, we actually pre-recorded it because um, we actually got a person. Her name's Kim Rohde. And she has a project that she'll explain in the video. But she reached out and said, hey, you know, you looking for people to be on the channel? I'm like, of course. So yes. um, is this how you say it in the business, Drew? Roll the tape. Roll tape. All right, guys, for our first project of the night, we have a special guest with us. We have Kim Rohde all the way from the warm Bahamas. And you're calling in. Thank you, Kim, for being on the show. Um, and let's just start this off by... Uh, Telling people at home what your project is about and how you kind of got the idea to start a crowdfunding project. Well, sure. I'm uh, developing and producing a new, new live dinnerware that uses my in uh, dishes. So, it, uh, and I paint fish and marine things. So, I'm taking the fish and putting platters and dinnerware and the dipping dishes so people that can have them can put them on their table and think that they're you know close to the beach near the beach that kind of thing and like i I love your drawings all of these like right when you sent me the link to your project i took a look at them like wow these are kind of uh amazing pictures and are you an artist by trade or did you kind of pick it up as a hobby well, I kind of had an epiphany in midlife and uh, quit my corporate job and became an artist uh, by painting fish. And that kind of took a life of its own. And then the fish turned into dishes. So that's where I'm at. So a- after you kind of had that idea to go and do dishes, um, what, where did you get the idea of kind of going to Kickstarter to actually help get this project up and going? Well, you know, I've, I've, I've been aware of Kickstarter since then and uh, always thought it was a very, very cool idea to actually just pre-sell your product and not have an investor that's dabbling, you know, that's interfering in your business, but rather give somebody, you know, you're pre-selling them the product at a good price. And uh, I about actually only two months ago, I was about to sit down and write a check for this whole thing. And I'm like, why don't I just try Kickstarter? And all of the pieces of the puzzle fell right into place. The videographer came into the place. The 
social butterfly came into to my life. The the artists that worked me were two, you know, four feet on board, and it just kind of took a lot. It just developed itself, which is really kind of what I like to happen with my projects. And I, I love it that you're almost about a little over seventy five percent to your goal already.、Um, And I, I know I've talked to a lot of cr- project creators and everything, and people are always like getting keeping the buzz going, getting people interested in your project.、Um, how did you kind of figure out how to get people ready to back your project? Well, you know, I've、um, always developed a very large mailing list. Or actually, you know, I started with a small mailing list, and over the last fifteen years that I've been an artist, I have. Growing that email mailing list, and that is gold for an artist. That's that's your that's your supporters, and that's the people that collect you. And those are very important people. And actually, I've never really asked them to do anything for me. So after twelve years, I'm like, hey, you want to do something for me? <laughs> and they're all like, going, yeah, baby. So that's how it's working. And yeah, it's kind of amazing. And Have have you had any ideas? Because you still have twenty three days ago, and you're like so close to getting your goal. Have you? Do you have any plans or any ideas on keeping this buzz going through the whole time? Because I know that's where people tend to kind of have a lot struggle is when they actually get funded and they still got ten or twenty days left. Keeping people still interested about the project and still talking about it. No, when I fund in about two days, I'm going to go take a long nap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Of course, I do have ideas. You know,、uh, now that I have a half a container I can order, then I, all of a sudden it uh, uh, occurred to me:、um, all of that is not going to fit in my garage. I'm going to have to go get a commercial space, like a warehouse, <laughs> to put that in, and then I'm going to have to get a second kiln. And so I do have plans for a stretch goal with Kickstarter. You know, I'm developing that right now because, you know, I've dreamed about this, but now having Kickstarter and having it getting funded helps it solidify in my brain. Of this has actually happened, happening. I can actually start ordering this stuff, and and then I have to, I really think about what's down the road. So, but it's all very exciting and. It's all falling into place, and I I do have a big long term plan, and I'm in a couple of days. I'm going to put out my stretch goals, and it'll be all there.、Um, so I want you to look at that when that comes out. Okay. Oh yeah, I definitely will. I've been following this really closely because、um, I barely can draw stick figures myself. So anybody who can like draw these like magnificent pieces of art, I am just totally envious of on there.、Um, and I was actually going to ask you. But so. So hold on, I, I cannot draw a straight line. I know you know that I cannot draw a straight line. <laughs> I was going to actually ask you about that because I noticed in your video that、um, your workshop and you kind of mentioned it. It's actually in your garage on there. So do you actually have、uh, people that are coming over and helping you make all these pieces?、Um, can you kind of actually describe the difference of the process that you're doing now? And、um, what you kind of have plans to do with the silk screening, and once you get the funds to do that. Sure, that's a couple of questions. First question about my garage is actually that's upstairs, what you see in the video. Downstairs, garage, 
many, many, many boxes. So that will move out to a warehouse. Upstairs has always been for the last, I guess, 10 years, my studio where I used to paint all the time. But now when I have these things, now it's more used of a, you know, storage, the place where my artists that work for me, um, which actually I hired these artists. They were um, interns at a community college years ago as my first one named Sam. She's the blonde in the, in the video. I hired her out of school as an intern and she's been working for me for, I guess, almost 10 years, I guess. And, um, what was your second question? Where I'm going with it? Why I want to do the change in the process? Yeah. Think. Um, um, yeah. Just kind of explain to people what what's different between what you're doing actually right now in your garage and what you have plans for this whole project. Sure. There's two basic needs that I have. And the first one is I don't, I am not a potter. I don't throw those plates. I don't glaze those plates. I buy those plates blank. They're restaurant dinnerware. So they're, you know, microwave, oven proof, dishwasher proof. The restaurants use them. They're heavy duty stuff. And uh, right now I'm having to buy them through a distributor and I want to buy them direct so that they don't, they're not, they don't have anybody else's brand on the back of them. I want them blank so I can put my own brand on the back of them. And also I can make them any shape I want in the factory and I can, uh, you know, decide, have the decision-making power. And also I'm having trouble having them shipped to me. They, you know, oh, we don't have any more salad plates. You're going to have to wait until February. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I need salad plates. So I to have a warehouse that has 2,000 salad plates in case I get a big order. So that's number one, okay? Mm -hmm. Number two is, as you saw in the video, uh, there's Sam. She's spraying this vaporized glass. I, You know, I've had to give her a gas mask to put on so I don't kill her. And uh, the new process will not involve any of that. We don't have to spray... We have to fire three or four times in order to get the product the way we want it. Uh, but with the new, with if I use silkscreen, which is four color process, which that's where the real priciness comes in. Uh, but then I'll only have to fire it once. I know it's dependable uh, results. I know it's going to come out, and it's it. I don't have to do it three or four times. And fire, you know, firing you have to plug it in and turn it on and it goes for 18 hours. And then you open it up and like, Oh, let's what, what's going to be today? You know? So that will help uh, alleviate that situation. And uh, like, I, I love it, you know, cause this is, this is what I totally believe in Kickstarter is, you know, helping all these little guys, you know, helping you take that next step, helping you take your artwork and these dishes to the next level. And, that is one thing that I totally love about Kickstarter and all these crowdfunding projects and being able to connect from people from all the, over the world and being able to do this. So that, that Me too. Me too. Um that that's, that's what, what I, I like about it. Yeah, I, I, I love the whole idea. And one of your actual um backer tiers, I I love this idea. Where did you come up with this idea of let me surprise you? I love you. Um yeah, so um, yeah, so where where did you come up with that idea of, of the backer level? Where I've had I've had two people buy. That. 
Hello? Well, hear me? Yeah, Hello? I can hear you. All right. Um, actually, I had actually two people so far have bought that. And one of them I wrote when they bought it, I said, I'm going to have so much fun putting together your surprise package. And it's a friend of mine that from, from college that actually came out of the woodwork and bought that. And I'm going to like give her a bang for her buck. Let me tell you. Yeah. I, I love that idea. And I wish a lot more projects would do that because I, I go find these projects and there's just so many things. I'm like, I don't know what to pick. There's just so many options right there. And I, I love how this one where like, all right, I'm putting my trust into you to be able to find something. So I, I think that was a genius idea to come up with something like that. And I'm I'm, kind, I'm, I'm excited to see um, what people are going to get from that kind of tier. Well, um, also on the survey, I'm going to say, hey, are, are you leaning toward turtles? Or are you leaning toward paper, you know, prints on canvas? Or are you leaning toward dinnerware? So give me a hint mm -hmm. so I can get, make sure I get you something that you like. Um, all right. So one last question before I let you go on here. Um, so out of, throughout this whole process so far, um, you've, you've probably learned a lot about the crowdfunding process and everything. Um, what is some advice you would give somebody who is out there watching this right now thinking, hey, I want to start my own crowd crowdfunding project for X idea. Um, what would you tell them to keep in mind while they're developing and putting a project together? I think I got two things to say. The first thing is that you have your uh, you have your network in place. You know, I had 600 friends on Facebook. I had 300 followers on my age on Facebook. Well, I had no Twitters. That's new for me. Um, also, I had 2,200 people emails on my newsletter list. So I think that's really important to build that base before you go, you know, go ahead with the project. And, you know, I think I've given it some thought the last couple of days is, you know, a lot of people go out and shoot and I go, I have this idea and I want people to give me money for it, but it's just an idea. And I've been working on my idea for two years and I have bought a kiln and I have before that, I paid people $100 to do a firing for me. And, you know, I've, I've invested in my product. And I think that if you put an investment in your product before you go, that shows people that, you know, they're going to get something. And let me tell you what's been, I haven't funded yet, but my little elves are in the studio package firing packaging shipping there the people are have already been getting the dishes in the mail for christmas and even though i have not funded so i'm like i have faith that number one i'm going to fund and number two that those people that get it are going to have it in their hands and go wow i really like this and i'm going to tell other people about it and so to have the product ready because these are prototypes like it has another brand on the back. It's not silkscreen. It's digital printing. But it gives you the idea. It's very usable and beautiful stuff, I think. So those are my two pieces of advice. Um, like, 
That's great advice right there. And, you know, I, I love it because, like you said earlier, you were ready to write a check and get this going, and you kind of wanted to test out this avenue right here. So um, that's one thing I love to see from products is that, hey, you're ready to pull the trigger, and you just kind of need this slight help to take it up to the next level. So I love that. Um, so if you guys are at home or interested in finding Kim's project, go to kickstarter.com and just search for Dishes with Fishes, which is an awesome name. Might have had. I love that too. Um, and you will find it and help Kim break her goal. She's just so close right there. You know, if everybody just chips in a little bit, Kim will reach her goal and we'll be able to see these wonderful, wonderful dishes out for everybody. Um, I already have a couple of people that I, I, I'm thinking of actually backing and giving to them because I know they're huge, huge fans of um, Aquatic Life. And like Great. I said, I love your artwork on there. So, like, um, it's super exciting about that. So, Kim, thank you for taking the time. I know like you're way out there and, you know, internet's kind of shoddy and whatnot. So, thank you for taking the time to talk to me and uh, giving us a little bit of insight about your project. And I am confident that you're going to fund really, really soon. Thank you so much. I really am glad that we um, met. All right, Drew. That was the interview from Kim again. Thank you, Kim, for calling all the way from the Bahamas and pretty late at night, too, since they're two hours ahead of of us um she she kindly did that for us and um i just wanted to give you guys an update on her progress right now right now she has 75 backers and two thousand eight hundred and twenty eight dollars out of thirty thousand dollars so she's two thousand dollars short 18 days ago um you guys if you guys like her art like that interview go help her out you know every single dollar counts and she's just so close help her push her over the limit um you guys probably can tell right now it's a back from me, Drew. Do you have any uh, comments you want to say about the interview or anything? Well, it was a fun interview. I, I'm sad I missed it. It's a fantastic idea, and I love fishes, and I love dishes, so it's a back from me. All right, so let's jump into project number two that we have, Drew. El Doso. You can take us away with what, right. uh, what Bella. this mortar and pestle thing is. Bella, mortar, and pestle. And there was a lot of good stuff out there. Seems like things kind of slowed down for the for the season, the holiday season. Um, but this one caught my eye. I like I like to cook. I like the mortar and pestle. Um, so Bella mortar and pestle is this kind of uh, innovative take on um, the idea of having a mortar and pestle. But they kind of are, are pushing a little bit more. I don't know, like flavor. I guess that's a good word to use with a mortar and pestle. <laughs> like it, it's just sexy. I, I don't. Know, you're probably throwing a picture up right now, but it's it's just it's dang sexy. So what it is is a Really nice sets, very very unique. Um, it comes in a kind of a three part set that you can have the bowl, the pestle, um, and the, in a place where it sits ergonomic, it's balanced out. The um, weight distribution right there in the pestle just means that it like holds really well. By the way, I brought my own just to show you that I have one. I have a real one of my visual own. aids. Yes, and and what's funny about this one is that this is marble. And um, I, I've used it two or three times in the last two or three years that we've had it, and my wife uses it much often, much more often. And with this much, like we have a lot of herbs in our herb garden, uh, we grind a lot of stuff with this. A lot, a lot of anise. She makes biscotti. Ugh. So I have one, and it took me many years to get one, but I think I paid probably thirty or forty bucks for the marble one. But this one just has this really sexy feel to it. And it's it's more than just kind of the, I don't know, more the functionality, but it's kind of artistic. Like that's something I'd leave sitting out because of the way that that 
the the pestle is balanced out. It's I could go on and on. I really like it. I really like the look of it. I really like the the details in it. And um, I don't know what Australian dollars are, but I, this is a back for me. <laughs> it's not much more you say. This yeah. is a really sexual, sexy modern pestle. Yeah, it I, it looks like something that Johnny Ives would design. Yeah, right. So <laughs> that's that's all you know. Hey, that's, it. that's all, all I need to say on that. So for me, I it's promise. a back too, especially with modern pestles, because I used to use them all the time back in when I was working in the chemistry stockroom. And the mm-hmm. thing that would always suck about it is most modern pestles, you have to grind using straight up or do it at an angle. But when you do it at an angle, you don't get all the stuff you're trying to grind. So with the base being able to tilt like this, I'm able to grind effectively and get everything on it. And I, I love it. You know, it saves on my wrists. I have bad wrists. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, uh, it's it's beautiful. I love it. So that was a nice. That was an easy pick for me. Yep. All right, and then our final project of the night. This is a really really interesting one. It's called um, Grippity, and it's a tablet. So sounds sounds uh, you know all plain and regular. Now, what if I told you this tablet was transparent? So Grippity is the world's first transparent Android tablet. And it also has a dual-sided display. So with it being transparent, you can see your fingers on the back, and you can actually use the back panel to touch things on the screen without obscuring your view, something that annoys me sometimes when I'm using my yeah. iPad or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's designed to be a control tablet, so an additional keyboard, an additional mouse, um, control surface, um, along with having Android OS on it. They also designed it to make sure they can use off-the-shelf parts on there. Um, let me give you some specs on it. The display is 7 inches LCD, 800 by 400 with a little dealy on top for your thumb controls. Um, it's both back and front-sided capacitive with multi-touch on there. Um, I think you can do all eight all eight fingers on there if you don't count your um, front, thumbs. Front and back. Yep, front and back. Uh, it should run Android 4.2, possibly 4.4 if it passes the Google specs. runs a Cortex-A8 Cortex processor, which is kind of standard in most... Uh, um, most devices, Android devices right now. Your has an IR port, so you can control your TV and stuff with it. Uh, SD card slot, 4 gigs, internal storage, and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. So everything that you kind of expect in a um, Android tablet on there. Um, but I have I have a few things about it. Because it's transparent, it's not going to be as bright as our normal LCD displays. That's one thing that you will notice in a lot of the videos. It doesn't look as bright. Um, and it's really not meant to be a full-on tablet to use as a tablet, in in, in my opinion at least, because the A8, that's kind of the, you know, it's kind of getting older now in terms of processor, um, and like I said, they're not even sure that Google's going to be able to approve 4.4 on it, and that's what worries me, because since they decided to make this out of off-the-shelf parts, they've been looking at a lot of Chinese tablet manufacturers for the Android portion of this. Um, one thing that you might know about Android tablets is that, sure, you can, Android's open and you can use it on any hardware you want, but if you want the Google Play Store, which is where you can get all the apps and everything, you have to get it approved by um, Google. So if it, And Google has all these specs that you have to follow or they won't approve it to be certified to have like all the Gmail apps and everything and the Google Play Store. So I'm a little worried about that if they're just using off-the-shelf parts, because a lot of those Chinese tablets don't uh, meet the spec and they actually include their own app store instead of 
being able to use the Google Play Store. If it was able to use the Google Play Store, I'd be a little more confident in it, but it they don't really mention that. Um, Is it still a possibility? It's just not something there. They didn't even mention it in their project, so mm. I have no idea on there. Like, I'd have to go message them and ask, which... But that is a big question, yeah. yeah. So that that's a big question for me. And the other thing is that it still uses a QWERTY keyboard. But if you think about it, if you're going to use your fingers in the back, people are either going to just two-finger type, which why are you going to have... If it can take eight points, you should be able to use eight points. Um, so you pretty much have to relearn how to use the keyboard with yeah. your fingers again. Yeah. I would have liked if they had done it like the True Grip, where they rotated the keyboard mm-hmm. and you're being able to see it. I think that would have worked a little bit better on there. Um they may still be able to do that. I mean, really, that's, yeah. just, that's just the US. They, they, they should be able to switch it, but I'm not sure. And I'm really not sure if they're going to fork their own version of Android, use a stock version of Android. There's a lot of questions that their um, project page didn't answer, and it's a long project page. Um, it goes on and on about the development and everything, but it didn't mention that. So I'm a little iffy on that. And just, you know, considering the state of it, and if you think of it as a universal remote, that this would be the ultimate universal remote. But if you're thinking of it as a tablet, I don't think it's going to be up to snuff with a lot of other things out there. The resolution's a little low because um, you have Google themselves having their Nexus 7 tablet out for $250, I think, with an amazing display and everything. Where with this, you're getting a little bit lower. It's doesn't To me, I, I, I wouldn't trust this thing or I wouldn't be using this thing as my mainstay as a tablet, even though it's cool and you can see through it and everything. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Drew? I like, I like the idea. It's really fun, and I like to see that people are kind of heading that way. But I'm, I think you're right. There's a lot of question marks in there. Um, I totally agree with the keyboard going. I mean, your your fingers is a lot. A lot of that is just rote muscle memory. Memory like this is what key, what finger hits that key, and as soon as you flip that around to the back, it reverses. And so, like you said, the two type. Remember that key? Yeah, that keyboard we did where they flip it around. I think something like that's got to happen. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of questions, so I'll, I'll I'll track it. I think what I love the most about it is that somebody's trying to push further the the see through display and the double touch screen. I, I like where it's going. Yeah, um, and the one thing that really pushed me over is that their goal is two hundred thousand um, dollars. Along with all these questions, I actually have to say uh, sack on this one. It's rare that I say sack on things. It is. Um, this thing seemed like a really, really good idea until I started diving through and I just got all these questions that I wasn't too sure on. Um, and at $160, that's a kind of big gamble to be making. On there, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'll, I'll watch it. I'll follow it. And it's impressive to me that they've got 90 backers. I'm not sure when it launched. Um, but it's, yeah, it, I, I'll, I'll watch it. I think I like the idea and the concept and, uh, we should see some more of these coming forward, some transparent usage of touchscreen. Yeah. So that is all the projects we've had today. Um, Drew, thank you for being here. Um, it's amazing. This is our, la- like I said, this is our last show of the year. So it's been a wild ride of a year. And um, I actually think our next episode might fall. It actually does. Falls with us in the same meat space in Las Vegas. That's right. Oh, wow. Um, January 7th? It's January 6th or yeah, 7th on there. So that being said, and I just realized this on air, so we'll do this on there. We're not going to have a live KitCast on January 7th because both Drew and I will be in Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. But what we'll do, like I did last year, is we'll go, there are bound 
to be people that have yeah. Kickstarter projects showing off at CES. So yeah, yeah. hopefully I can uh, borrow Drew away from his uh, booth for a while so we can go do interviews with those. I think it would be fun. That'd be fun. We could we totally meet up and go do ourselves a, 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 as if live taped kick cast. That's good. Yeah. And if you guys are in Vegas, let us know. Love to meet you guys. That would yeah. be fun. Um, and yeah, so that's our next show. It's going to be published probably that Sunday. So after you get Sunday. back yeah. and recuperate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that, so if you don't see a show on the seventh, that is why, um, and it's going to be exciting. We can, and, still, we can still stream live from some like crazy bar or some party or something. We just be, we'll just go live for our fans. Yeah. Like, hey, everybody, it's crazy time. Um, and uh, so, but if you guys are interested in what we're seeing at CES, make sure you pay attention to ktdata.net. We will be posting. I got Dito coming with me. We're going to be doing crazy, crazy reviews for all the shiny things because we like shiny things. Amen. Um, and uh, so if you guys have any feedback, any projects, if you're like Kim, email us. Let us know. We would love to have you on our show. That's kickcast at ktdata.net or on Facebook, facebook.com slash kickcast. Give us a like even if you don't want to be on the show. We like likes. Um, or you can follow us on Twitter at kickcast. Either way, you can message us. You'll hear us. Um, even plus.kickcast.net if you want us on Google+. Plus. Pinterest is pinterest.com slash I love KT the Pinterest data. board. So so much good stuff on the Pinterest yeah. board. Always, always updated. And I think that is all. If, or show notes. So you saw any of these projects and you're like, wait, what was the link for the Mordern Pestle? Head on over to kickcast.net in the show notes for this episode. They will be there. Um, anything you need to plug, Drew? Uh, nothing. I, I, I'm, wow, I can't believe we've done this for yet another, another year. All right, guys. For all of you watching at home live or recorded, Thank you so much. We will see you in 2014. And for the next two weeks of celebrating, whatever you celebrate, however you celebrate, have fun, stay safe, and we will see you in 2014. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.